What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Sound Rundown. We're your two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Matt Vozar. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd. It is the last day of my college classes, so I'm officially done. Well, I'm done with the classes for my second semester of my second year in college. I still have some assignments and essays to do, which is a little bit annoying, but I only have one final exam left, so that's the good thing about this. Um, I don't really have any exams because I don't take many math classes. I'm not really a math or science kind of dude. So I don't Yeah, I don't really mess with those uh, with those exam heavy classes. I really just have writing heavy classes, but that's what I like to do. And this podcast is kind of a, a product of that because I love doing media and, and media practice and everything like that. So that's what this podcast has come, come out of. And I'm really excited to be here today because we've got some NBA talk. We've actually it's actually kind of like a fun, fun segment for NBA. It's going to be a would you rather playoff edition uh style kind of thing and then we've got some nhl we're gonna be picking our playoff brackets even though the playoffs did technically start last night it's only one game so yeah it's basically we're basically picking from the start it, it's yeah just one game has passed so it's fine and then we've got a your wrong man segment at the end so it should be a pretty fun episode today it should be more of a laid-back episode because we don't have many i don't know controversial things to talk about not much big news, just a lot of games to go over and such. So, yeah, Matt, how are you doing? Yes, we had an honorary uh, three-minute-long anecdote from Hayden about exactly what classes he's taking and how many final exams he has left. I'm very glad that all of the listeners now know exactly what your school situation is and that you're going to be chilling at home doing nothing for however long. Um, so that's fun. Anyway, yes, this is actually – low-key one of the biggest sporting weeks of the entire year um so you may be thinking uh what you know i turn on my tv and yeah there's like you know one basketball game on there's some hockey on okay whatever hey here's the thing this week is actually really important there's a ton of stuff going on mostly over the weekend so this is kind of a good time we can kind of get all prepped for what's going on and i think we should do a weekend episode uh, this saturday we're probably going to do something probably a little bit different we're going to include some different sports in there because as you may know or actually as you probably don't know we have obviously the nhl and nba playoffs going on throughout the week okay uh mlb as well regular season going on throughout the week so there's always going to be every single day there's basketball baseball and hockey being played two of those three sports are in the playoffs right now which is just exciting to begin with right and then we have the kentucky derby on saturday the famous most famous horse race in the world we also have the f1 miami gp all right coming up on sunday this week is the first time that the uh, the f1 circuit is going to be driving in miami so that's going to be it's going to be really fun i'm super into f1 um so that's going to be awesome and then we have what else do we have oh we have the, we have the pga tour they're going to be at the wells fargo and potomac uh this week so that'll be that'll be cool not a great field this week not a great field for the uh for the uh, for the wells fargo but regardless there's golf there is also there's ufc there's nascar there's everything this week so it is a great week uh, to be a sports fan it's always a great week to be a sports fan but particularly in a week like this where it's in the middle of may you don't really think you know that's eh, fine it's not football season right well yeah there's a lot of other sports other than football and march madness um and we're just kind of getting started here so that's that's going to be the lineup for this weekend obviously we have a, a great lineup here on the podcast talking about pretty much you know kind of the main sports here nba and nhl especially since they're kind of in the in the midst of the playoffs here but then i think uh you know we'll, we'll definitely get some get 
get some tastes for them for some other sports coming up this weekend probably you know do some horse racing some f1 stuff uh because you know it's if you're a sports fan you got to be into everything you got to have the knowledge on everything and that's what we're here to provide so uh with that being said let's get right into it that's exactly right and honestly we might get some formula one talk on here um sooner rather than later i know i mean we're not going to have it this episode but i would like to start talking about it more just because i think that more people are starting to follow it at least here in the united states i know it's really popular elsewhere in the world so for our international listeners which we do have international listeners believe it or not um shout out shout out our boys in belgium we've we've seen that (laughs) there are actually a lot of belgium listeners i think that's like the third most I, i think there's a third most listens from Belgium. It's like Charlottesville is second. I think um, Henrico, Virginia is first. And then third is Brussels, Belgium. So it's like, that's pretty cool to see. Honestly, that's, uh, it's really cool. So um, yeah, shout out to those guys. And we might get some, some more F1 talk here in the future, but for now we are going to head into our NBA segment. So we are doing the, would you rather segment? So we came up with five, would you rather questions? And some of them, are, I guess, more serious than others. They kind of get more silly and more, I guess, fun as as the list goes on. So the first one here that I'm going to post to Matt is, which of these star players would you rather have on your team come playoff time? Luca or Steph, and then Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? Yeah, so we're going to kind of do two separate comparisons here. The first one is Luca or Steph. This is a tough one because... Obviously, you know, they're like 10 years apart in age. Um, You know, they're both probably top five players in the NBA. Um, They can both score at will uh, and they can both basically carry the team on their shoulders. I'm going to pick Steph because he elevates the rest of his team. I think we've seen a lot of times where, especially in the last couple of years in the playoffs, where during the regular season, Luka Doncic is, is out of this world and he, you know, he's the best player in the NBA. He gets to the playoffs and that same style of basketball that he plays, which is very ball dominant, which is very scoring dependent on him and him alone. That type of basketball does not work in the playoffs. Whereas a game like Steph's where obviously, yes, he is, you know, he's probably, the, he's, he's the best three point shooter of all time. We already got all that down. We, we, you know, we know how good of a scorer he is, but I think that his facilitation of the basketball and just being, con- you know, constantly on the move really opens up your offense a lot more and allows you to do more inside of that. They, they, there's these crazy stats that like Steph runs like seven miles during a game, like over the course of one game, because he, and, and they'll show like, like five minutes straight of just basketball, like, like offensive possessions. He's never, he's never standing still unless he's like taking a three pointer and obviously like making it. Um, he's always moving. So it's so hard to defend him. Whereas Luca, yes, is like, you know, w- probably the best right now, like on ball, um, you know, scorer, I guess, probably besides Kevin Durant in the entire league. And so he's a great asset to have, but I don't think that he's the guy who's going to carry you to a championship. So I'm going to go with Steph for that one. Uh, the next one is Jason Tatum and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. This is a tough one because right now we're seeing the, the actual power and, 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 you know, great star ability that Jason Tatum has Every, every year kind of before this, it's been a little bit more of just, 
you know, he, he's good, but can he really take it to the next level? I think he's doing that right now. However, I'm still going to go with Jimmy Butler. He is older, but he's been here before. He's been on however many different teams. He took the heat to the NBA finals as a five seed in 2020. Yes, it was in the bubble, but I think that really, you know, that, that symbolizes what a guy like Jimmy Butler will bring to your team is just a guy who is relentless and tries his butt off no matter what situation he's in. He gives the, you know, the utmost effort that, that, that is required. He, you know, he gets all of his other teammates to be on the same page in terms of just trying their best to, you know, to, to make this thing work. And so I, I think that, to have a player on my team, because we, we got to think about the nature of the question, right? The question is, rather have this player on your team come playoff time, I'm going to pick Jimmy Butler. If we were picking like, uh, you know, pick a player to build your team around, right, so that you could be successful for the future, I'd probably go Jason Terry. So that's where I'm going to make the distinction there. But I'd like to see, let's see what Hayden thinks on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go one on one and one with you here. I'm going to go, uh, I disagree with the Luca versus Steph. I, I'm going to go Luca just because, I think you're right. We we've seen Steph in the playoffs just absolutely dominate pretty much no matter what circumstance he's put in. Um, I think that we haven't gotten to see enough of Luca in the playoffs. And again, that, that it's kind of taken a risk answering Luca in this situation if we haven't seen much of him in the playoffs. But I do think that I'd probably rather have Luca. Um, I, I think that Luca at this point, like Matt said, is probably the toughest guy to guard other I mean other than like Giannis I guess you could say but Giannis is kind of just unfair in, in general like you can't I don't know you can't really make any comparisons to Giannis you can't you you kind of have to make a whole different field of athlete for Giannis so I think that Luca right now in terms of like definitely in terms of point guard um is is the hardest guy to to, to guard in the league and I don't want to be going up against that come playoff time but I do want that on my team come playoff time because he's one of those guys that can just I mean, he, that little step back that he does from three is just, it's so lethal. Like he, and he shoots lasers at the basket and they just go in. It's, it's crazy what he does. So um, yeah. And he can, I mean, he's, he's super strong. He's like very surprisingly big. He doesn't, I mean, he looks big on the floor, he's but kind of thick. yeah, but like, I, I bet you if any of you stood next to him, you'd probably be very surprised at how big he is because he, you know, not only is he tall, but yeah, I mean, he's like, he's just got meat to him, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just got a lot of muscle. Yeah, he's like six seven, like two twenty or two thirty. He's like, yeah. if he was like a, like an inch taller and like ten pounds heavier, he'd basically be like the same size as LeBron, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's huge, and a lot of people were giving him LeBron comparisons when he first came into the league and surprised everybody and was you know one of the best players in the league, pretty much his rookie year. So. Yeah, that's I, I'm going to go Luca on that one just because, again, I, I mean, he's one of my favorite players. so I might be biased, but yeah, I, th- I think Luca's just got so much strength and so much technique. He just glides across the floor. He doesn't even really look that fast, but he just he just glides like it, it looks like he kind of just teleports towards the basket and on that step back. So I'm going to go Luca there in terms of Jason Tatum versus Jimmy Butler. I am going to go Jimmy Butler as well, like Matt did um, again. And th- this is kind of a. a comparison that I gave or this is kind of something that I brought up with with Luka Doncic is that like we haven't seen that much of Jason Tatum in the playoffs and I think that the stuff that I have seen of him I yes he's been very impressive especially against the Nets but like the Nets I don't know the Nets aren't that good of a defensive team in my opinion and so he he was kind of shown off against them but I don't know if that's like 
you know, if he's going up against one of the premier defenses in the league, I don't know how well he's going to do. He also has a very good supporting cast around him. Um, I think that Luca has not as good of a supporting cast around him. So, you know, that kind of makes sense that I went Luca and not Jason Tatum. And I think that Jimmy Butler, I mean, yeah, like Matt said, he kind of summed it up perfectly. The guy has said in many interviews that he he is excited to go into summer workouts. And he like, I, th- I think there was, I don't know, I was, I was playing 2K one time and there was like th- this interview that, that, that they did with him on 2K and they put it on 2K um, as like something that they would play, you know, during the game to make it more realistic. And I think the, the interview said something like he, uh, he enjoys like working out all night. Like he, sometimes he pulls like all nighters and he'll just work out and he'll basically practice basketball all night. And he likes doing that. Like he, he, he enjoys it. And it's not, it's not a chore for him. Like for a lot of people, obviously, you know, working out for a sport is, is a chore and you don't really necessarily like it, but for him, he like, he enjoys being tired while he's playing basketball. And I think that, I mean, you can't, you can't want much more from a guy um, come playing off time when, you know, things get, if things get sticky, he, you know, he's going to be there and he's going to be trying his hardest. So yeah, I'd definitely rather have Jimmy Butler. He's also, yeah, I mean, he's clutch. Like he, what, what more could you want? So um, yeah, I'm going Jimmy Butler there. So this next question, next, would you rather question is, would you rather lose in the finals or score a triple double in every game of the first round of the series, or every game of the first round series, but lose that series. So basically, would you rather go all the way to the finals and you know play kind of like an average guy, or maybe a little bit above average, but not not score a triple double every time, or would you rather score a triple double and be talked about all the time for pretty much like a week and a half, but lose in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, this is a really this is a really good one. Um, Hayden did a good job with this one. So it, it is tough. I think, and this might be a little bit controversial. I'm gonna go triple double in every game and then lose in the first round series. Hayden's not in his head, so I guess he agrees. Maybe not as controversial as I thought. I just think that it's it's tough to lose in the finals for many reasons, right? The first one obviously being you didn't win the championship. That's what you were there to do. You got all the way there just to lose, and it's very heartbreaking, I'm sure. Um, and on top of that, nobody remembers who lost in the finals every year. Everybody remembers who won, you know, who, who won the finals. Now, obviously, for us, kind of with these last few years, obviously, you know, with the Cavs and the Warriors – they basically played in the finals five straight years. So like we could pretty easily name the teams that lost or won in the finals, uh, you know, for the, for the better part of like 10 years now here. But I think that, yeah, you would having all the, you know, all the hype and all the star power around you um, or, or the media attention and all that of, of going, absolutely going off in a first round playoff series. And obviously, you know, if you lose, nobody's going to pin the loss on you, right? You did all you could, you had the, you know, the best stats of anyone. And so um, I, I think that's probably the, the, the better way to go out. Um, and it also depends on how good of a regular season you had, because if you had a good regular season, it's kind of like, kind of what, like what happened with Nikola Jokic this year, where, you know, they lost 4-1 to the to the Warriors. The, you know, they, the Nuggets never had a chance in that series. But Jokic averaged like 38 points and like almost or averaged a triple-double, you know. And it's like everybody's like, okay, yeah, he's going to win the MVP now, right? So it was like kind of like, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be deciding between him, Joel Embiid, and, and Giannis. Um, but now after this first-round series, like Jokic is clearly the only player on this team who's even close to like being, you know, the reason they were in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, so it, it's a 
little weird of an answer, but I guess I guess Hayden agrees with me. What do you? Uh, what's your reasoning there? Yeah, I I would tend to agree. Again, it's it's kind of one of those things. Like people are gonna look at our answers and be like, oh, well, you know, that's a selfish player. You're not playing for the team. But it's like, dude, come on. I mean, would you like? Do you really want to go to the finals? Get your hopes up of winning the finals and then lose. That's first of all, that's like a very heartbreaking thing. I, I think that's a kind of under undervalued thing in terms of like top mo or like the most I guess devastating things is like being so close to doing something and then not getting it it's it's, it's almost like if you're uh I guess I mean this is on my mind because I've been applying to inter internships recently but like if you get an interview for an internship or a job or something like that I'd almost rather be told right away like no you know we've moved on with your application we don't want to interview you rather than be interviewed by them and then still get denied. It's, I think it's kind of like comparative to that. Um, and yeah, I, th I think that I'd just rather, you know, go off in the first series and then lose because then I know like, okay, well, I at least have some value to the rest of the league. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to be a free agent next year, you know, if somebody else wants me, they could, you know, go for me. I don't know. It's that, that's my thinking on it again. Yeah. It is a little bit selfish, but, I guess for, especially in terms of like professional sports, when it's a profession, it's kind of, you want to win as a team, but you're also kind of looking out for yourself in a way more than you would with kind of like a high school team or a college team even. So yeah, I think I'd rather score a triple. I mean, it would be cool to make the finals, but I'd rather score a triple double and make it cool that way in, in the first round, even though I'm losing. So that's where I would go. All right. All right. So next question, Hayden. I will give you, I'm kind of going to let him answer first. Cause I'm, I'm kind of stealing all the thunder here. Would you rather get, this is a, this is a, uh, a pretty relevant question because it's, it's happened multiple times to multiple people, even throughout the playoffs so far, would you rather get dunked on by John Morant or have your ankles broken by Steph Curry? <laughs> all right. I think, uh, I think the, the humiliation or I guess the, the, the least amount of humiliation that, or, that I will get basically from, from, from either of these. And I think that comes from what people are looking at on the highlight. So basically like, I'm going to go with getting dunked on by John Moran. I would rather get dunked on by him first of all, because I think it's a cooler thing to see. <laughs> and I guess if you're like under him and looking up at him dunking on you, it wouldn't be cool to see that. But I think that when people watch a highlight of John Moran dunking on somebody, they more look at, who's doing the dunk and like, you know, kind of how he dunks it rather than who's getting dunked on. Obviously people are still going to clown you either way. Cause you're getting dunked on. But if Steph crosses me up, I know people are going to be looking at me like laying on the floor and trying to get back up really fast. So I think that like, in terms of looking silly, um, you look less silly, silly getting dunked on because you kind of just, it looks like you're almost trying to take a, take a charge. So like, you're at least trying to make a play on the ball, I guess, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're getting dunked on, cause a lot of times the guys will, you know, kind of do the whole, like, I'm trying to take a charge motion where they put their hands over their area and they, you know, they try to take the charge or whatever under the basket. But like, if you get your ankles broken, there's no saying that you were trying to take a charge or that, that you were trying to do something else. Like you, you just get your ankles broken, right? You're, I mean, you're, you're in free space and you just fall. And that's the end of it. So I think I'd definitely rather get um, get talking about by, by John Moran. But I also think that getting crossed up by Steph Curry, I, I feel like I would probably like dap him up or something after. I don't know. I'd, <laughs> I'd like I'd thank him for crossing me up because it's Steph Curry. So, yeah. OK, well, you're wrong on this one because being posterized is obviously the worst possible humiliating 
worst possible thing that you can like for it being an NBA player, right? If you are Hayden Vozar getting dunked on by John Morant, yeah, that's pretty cool because it's like that's John Morant and he's throwing down on you, like that's crazy. But if you're an NBA player and there's only 430 of them in the entire world and they're the best at what they do, and you still get dunked on by John Morant, that's that's not that's not where you want to be. Like Malik Be- Beasley, he did it to him in the last series, and that guy is obviously I remembered his name because simply because he got dunked on so hard by John Morant. So it is it is very humiliating and and not the best thing because it's like I feel like weirdly enough people remember the person who got dunked on almost just as much as they do the dunk itself because we've kind of made this like oh we put him on a poster like we've made this whole like you know spectacle out of it where where it's like oh but who who did it happen to i get hayden's argument it's almost kind of like an excuse where you can say oh i was taking trying to take a charge and you didn't get it okay whatever um but you know at the end of the day like a lot of people get their ankles broken by steph curry in the league and it's 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 not that bad because yeah sure and, and you'll also be on the on the wrong end of a highlight reel that's for sure like they're gonna show it on Sports Center and they're gonna be like you know look at this fool getting thrown onto the ground um, but I think you live that down a little bit easier than you do um, being absolutely posterized by John Morant so I'm gonna go Steph Curry on that one yeah I think that I guess you could I, I don't know you could fall down getting dunked on too and sell it more maybe maybe that would help a little bit if you if you fell down trying to like, like you're actually trying to take the charge and sell it all the way. But yeah, Malik Beasley kind of just like, <laughs> that one was a little bit funny <laughs> because he kind of just stood there and he was like, all right. And he just like ran down the floor. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a little bit funny to see that, but honestly, dude, that was probably, I'm, I'm going to go with top like three dunks I've ever seen in my life. Probably that, that, yeah, John, that was great. Yeah. yeah. That John Moran dunk. So definitely um, props to him. All right. Moving on to the next question, the fourth, would you rather would you rather hit a game winning shot in game seven at home or away? This is actually low key, probably the best question on the board, um, because you think about it, there's like so many different reactions that you can get from the fans from being on either side of this. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to go the easy answer and just say home um, because you have all your teammates, all your fans. Like, I feel like just like thinking about me, like doing that. And I feel like obviously the listeners can, can, uh, can share in these thoughts as well. Like the feeling of having everybody in the building absolutely erupt and, and just think of you as God because of something that you just did on a, on a, you know, on a, on a field or a court, well court, and I guess in this case it is, is beyond anything that can just be like, okay, that's super cool. Like you silenced the crowd, right? Like, I feel like you could do, you could do like cooler celebrations if you hit the game seven winner, um, away because you can you know you can do the shushing you can you know you can you can just you can do the dame where he basically just like was like straight faced like just getting thrown around by his teammates and he's like doesn't even doesn't even phase him um which is cool right so like that's all like but i i don't know i just feel like i just think about like you are like causing an entire fan base an entire city to you know to 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 praise you unendingly because because you you know you made such a cool shot um and so, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with home, but, uh, but let's see what Hayden thinks. Yeah. I'm going to go with away. And you kind of, you kind of gave the end. I mean, like the reasoning sort of a little bit. Um, and yeah, one is because I think the celebrations are so much cooler if you're away, you can, 
yeah, you can stretch the crowd. You can like go stand on the table and like wave goodbye to the crowd or something. I don't know. I mean, Joel Embiid actually is a pretty good example of it when they were playing the Raptors in the first, uh, in the first, I guess, first round series thing that they had um, against the Raptors. Yeah. Joel Embiid, he hit a game winner in, I don't know. I think it was like game Game four, game, game three. And it was a three pointer. I actually watched it live with my roommate, Will. And, uh, and yeah, like that was really cool. Cause I mean, he, I don't know. His celebration was a little bit weird. Cause he kind of just like started screaming and then ran down the court and then all of his teammates jumped on him. But yeah, I mean, you still have your teammates with you there. So like, even if you're away, you still have teammates that are with you. You also still are going to have some fans there. So I feel like that would be even a little bit cooler, not cooler than having the whole entire arena erupt, but it would be still cool to have like a few people there cheering, I guess. I don't know. It would be, it would be cool to have like a, a um, like see the, I guess, difference between a little bit of people cheering and then like everybody else just gasping because they're at a loss for words. But yeah, I, th- I think I'd definitely go away. Um, I've also heard from people that actually play basketball, like in high school and stuff that hitting a game winner away is actually a lot cooler than you would think it is. So um, yeah, so I'd, I'd definitely go away with this one, but again, I do think that Matt makes a good case for hitting, hitting a game winner at home. Um, and that's also why I chose this question because yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because at home you got to remember, yeah. I mean, everybody there is like, you're basically untouchable to everybody that's at the game for like the whole, the rest of the night. So that's, yeah, that, that's pretty cool too. But all right, yeah, Matt, you want to take on the next question? Yes. Last question. Question number five. Um, and this is a little bit less, a little bit less serious, a little less controversial than the last one, but it, I think speaks to the, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to understand the overall point that we're getting at here. Would you rather be attacked by a bear or have to God have to guard Giannis one-on-one for seven straight games? <laughs> yeah. So when I was making this one, I wanted to make some like silly question that still kind of made sense. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> this is act- like when you think about it and I mean, yes, you'd probably rather, but again, like, like Matt said, he put it in the context of being an actual NBA player and being paid to be, to, to like do your job, basically. Like you, if you have to guard Giannis one-on-one, I don't care who you are. I mean, Al Horford honestly is doing it pretty well right now. I'm not going to lie. He's uh he's doing a good job of, of guarding Giannis so far in their series. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, assuming I'm not Al Horford and I'm just like a kind of an average NBA player. I don't know, dude. I, I'd probably be, I'd probably rather be attacked by a bear. I'm going to be honest. Like it, because that's a, that's a one-time thing. And I probably should have put this in there, but this is kind of assuming that you live from it. Like you're not, I mean, yeah, obviously I would rather guard Giannis and live than be attacked by a bear and die. But assuming that you live from the bear attack, um, you, you, I mean, you come out with pretty significant injuries and I don't know what those injuries are, but, yeah, I'd probably rather get attacked by a bear because, dude, seven nights of having to guard Giannis and being humiliated like that, I don't know, like, that would that would suck. You're also probably going to get injured in a couple of those because Giannis is so big and so powerful that you're probably going to probably gonna come out injured in, in, in a few places. So I'm going to go attacked by a bear, definitely. Okay. Um, it, yeah, I think it depends on the severity of the bear attack because – Obviously, people die from bear attacks, and I don't think you would die by guarding Giannis. Um, but I'm going to go – I would probably rather have to guard Giannis one-on-one for seven straight games. But I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. Obviously, yes, it'll be humiliating because he's so good. But 
you know what it would do? It would might make you a little bit better on defense when playing basketball, because I feel like over a seven game stretch of basically 40 minutes straight, getting absolutely thrashed every single night, you, you pick up on a couple things because obviously he's probably the hardest person to guard in the NBA. And so, you know, you might actually learn a couple things when it comes to, you know, playing basketball or defending. And obviously, you know, again, the, the rule, the, the, the limitations on this question are a little bit, a little bit shaky because obviously if you're in the NBA already, you're clearly one of the best defenders in the world because you've been there, you've done that. Okay, fine. Um, so getting embarrassed is a lot, a lot worse when, you know, when, when it is, kind of a, you know, kind of, kind of bad, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go the opposite of Hayden for the sake of basically just improving my basketball craft on that one. Uh, But yeah, I I can definitely see why being attacked by a bear might be worse, uh, you know, than, than guarding Giannis for, for basically a week of nights and almost 40 minutes a night. Um, Okay. Well, that wraps up. I think that was really good. Hayden actually came up with all of those. So I will give him credit for that. Um, I didn't really participate uh, on that, on that part. I, I actually didn't really participate that much in, in all, any of the content for today's episode, because I'm about to hand it over to Hayden. He's going to explain all about the NHL playoffs because the playoff format is a little bit different this year. Um, and, and so, because it was, it was, you know, it's been COVID, whatever. So we got a little bit of, you know, we're kind of back to the traditional format. Um, and so I'm going to let Hayden kind of go over, you know, bullet points here about how the playoff, the NHL playoffs are going to work. Um, it's a little bit similar. I would say just, you know, kind of overall fundamental wise, a little bit similar to the NA, the NFL playoffs. I would say it's most similar uh, to those instead of a more bracket style uh, tournament, like, uh, you know, like, like the NBA is. So um, Hayden, take it away and just kind of explain what we're getting at here with the NHL playoffs. And then after he's done, we'll, uh, we'll both make our picks for the entire bracket and who we think will win the NHL Stanley cup. Yeah, exactly. So for those of you who are kind of new to NHL, I'm, I'm actually kind of a new follower of it. I haven't really followed it much in the past, except for playing NHL games on, on Xbox, which I used to do a lot. And, you know, I was a big fan of the Penguins. So I know a lot of their players who actually the, the, the big trio is still on the Penguins, which is crazy to think about from like, I don't know, like 2011 when we used to play that, uh, that Xbox game. But anyway, yeah. So the, the, the traditional NHL playoff format is back after two years of it being very wonky. So there are 16 teams total that make it into the playoffs, the top three teams from each division. So there's, uh, there's there's an Eastern and a Western conference, just like there is in the NBA. And then there's two divisions in each of those conferences. So there's four divisions total. There is the um, sorry. And in, in the East, there's a Metropolitan and the Atlantic. And then in the um, in the West, there is the Central and the Pacific. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So, yeah. So there's four divisions total. And so the top three teams from each of those divisions and each of those conferences um, are guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. So that guarantees 12 spots in the playoffs. The rest of the four spots in the playoffs are filled up by wildcard teams, which is kind of what Matt was alluding to with how it is similar to NFL playoffs. So the two wildcard teams from each conference are chosen from the rest of the field by record, um, regardless of their division. So basically if we have a if if the seventh and eighth best teams in terms of record in the Eastern Conference are both from the metro, net, Metropolitan Division, then there will be five total teams in the playoffs from the Metropolitan Division and only three from the Atlantic Division. Um, that's just how it goes. 
basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like the NHL is the seventh and eighth situation is everything that we are preaching for the NBA to bring back. Basically. It's like those teams should get in um, there. The NHL is definitely a model that the NBA should go back to following. So that's NBA. If you're listening to this, please consider being like the NHL and going back to kind of the wild card format ish. Um, so, yeah. So basically the reason that they're called wild cards is because that is the, the wild card teams are who the one seeds from each of the divisions play. So the best team in, in a conference will play the, um, the second wild card team. So basically the eight seed from that conference. And then the other, the winner of the other division so usually the second best team in that conference, but doesn't have to be the second best team. Um, but the, 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 the other winner from that division, from that other, that other division in that same conference plays the seven seed who is technically like the wild card one team. Um, that's a little bit confusing, but basically just try to think of it as the one seed plays the eight seed. And then the, the two seed plays the seven seed, but the two seed doesn't have to be the best team in the, I mean, the second best team in the conference, they just have to be the best team in the other division. Basically that's, that's, that's how it goes here. So yeah. And then the two and the three seeds um, from each, from each conference play each other as the, the other matchup basically. So um, yeah, so that, that's how the, the playoffs are structured. It's a little bit confusing, um, but yeah, it, it's basically so that the one seed has still has the easiest road to the finals, um, but it's a little bit different from NBA finals. So I just kind of wanted to make that clear for everybody. And yeah, we, we are picking a day late here. It is kind of like the same situation that we had with the NBA picks that we had um, a couple, couple weeks ago, I guess. But yeah, we're just going to ride with it and I'm going to hand it over to Matt. Um, we'll probably do the same thing where we go. What do you want to do? You, you want to do just like one side of the of of each conference and then um, like do one side, you do it and then one side I do it. And then the other conference, we do the same thing and then we kind of just give the rest of our picks as we go. OK, yeah, that's fine. OK, yeah. All right. Then go All right. Ahead. OK, so. Um... Because I don't, I don't think you didn't give the matchups, right? So I'll, I'll kind of give give out the matchups. Yeah. Here. So mm-hmm. the in the first round, the Avalanche they were the number one seed in the West. Um, they're playing the Predators, uh, and then the Wild are playing the Blues. And so in this scenario, the the Avalanche are the one seed, as Hayden mentioned. The the you know the uh, the Predators are kind of the eight seed here, uh, and then the Wild are the two seed. The Blues are the three seed. Um, so that's your first kind of quadrant in the top left there. Uh, and then on the bottom left, this is still in the Western, uh, still in the West Com- Western Conference. Uh, you have the Calgary Flames playing the Dallas Stars and then uh, the Edmonton Oilers playing the LA Kings. Um, and so kind of same deal here. The, you know, the Flames were basically the two seed, Dallas Stars were the seven seed. And then you have the two, three matchup, the Oilers and the Kings. So um, of these four uh, matchups at the time that we're it's, it's tough because it's basically by the time the podcast comes out all of these well pretty much by the time, by the time the podcast come out by the time most of you are listening um, all of these matchups will have played at game one um, as of right now 
only the Wild and Blues and then the Oilers and Kings have played a game one. And it's going to be kind of the same thing on the East, um, although we actually have two games about to be finishing up. So maybe by the time we get there, uh, it'll be uh, we'll kind of know who's going to win those. So um, I am going to pick the Avalanche to beat the Predators. I think the Avalanche, obviously, the Avalanche, you know, they had the most points this season. They're the best overall team in the entire league. so I, I think they're going to sweep the Predators, to be honest. I, 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 they're they're going to make quick and easy work of them. The Wild and the Blues. So the Wild are the two seed, uh, but they lost 4 nothing to the Blues at home last night, uh, which is a pretty big L to take. And before recording, or actually before seeing that game last night, I was like back and forth. I was like, I don't know who to pick, because I think the Blues are kind of an underrated team this year. Um, obviously, they, they won the Stanley Cup, I think, in 2018. So they actually have a, have a championship more recently than, than most teams here. But I think they've flown a little bit under the radar in terms of how good they are. So I was going to go with the Wild, but I think after seeing last night's game, I have to pick the Blues because you know they're going to get some home games here, uh, and and you know with a four four zero law or four zero dub, you know away from home, I think that gives you some pretty good momentum. So I'm going to pick the Blues to beat the Wild in that series. Um, I'm going to go with the, the higher seed here, the Flames over the Stars. Um, the, Fla- the Flames are kind of like that team, and I just remember them always just being like near the top of the conference in terms of like the amount of points they have, the amount of wins they have, and then just always losing in like the first round, right? Because they, they can't really get it together. They don't have, you know, their goaltending, goaltending isn't, isn't, isn't doing too well. And, and the Stars are kind of interesting because you don't think of the Dallas Stars being like some, some random team, whatever. But you may remember, although you probably don't, so I'm just going to remind you, two years ago, in the bubble playoffs, so like, you know, the 2020 NHL playoffs, the Stars actually made it to the Stanley Cup final and lost to the Lightning. So they've also had some recent success here, and they're kind of falling off a little bit. But, you know, obviously a lot of the players still remain from that uh, 2020, you know, Stanley Cup finals reaching team. But I'm still going to pick the Flames here. I think they can finally – I think once they get the monkey off their back and they actually get a win in a playoff series, that'll be good for them. I think they'll move on here. And then the Oilers and Kings, once again, one of those one of those series where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, pick the Oilers or the higher seed. The Kings, you know, again, they, Jonathan Quick has been the goalie for the Kings for literally like 20 years, all right? But um, – the Oilers are, are, are kind of one of those teams where they've been really bad for so long and now they're the two seed. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing for them. Connor McDavid is an absolute wizard out there on the ice. He is so fast. Like literally look up videos of, of Connor McDavid. He, he's just faster than everybody. He's like the Tyreek Hill of, of yeah. the NHL. Um, and so it's tough because the thing is too, last night the Oilers played the Kings in game one in Edmonton and they lost at home four to three. So the Kings are up one Oh right now. And, um, and, you know, and, and they stole a game at home, but I think I'm still going to pick the Oilers to, to come back and win this series. Um, I think they, they just kind of needed a, you know, they kind of needed a little bit of a wake up call here. Uh, and so, you know, so I'm, I'm going to have them, I'm going to have them moving on there. Um, hey, do you want to go now or do you want to, you want me to just keep going through the whole West? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go now and then we can pick the whole West and then we can go all of the East and then do the championship from there. That's, I think that's how we did our NBA. I don't know. I don't even really, really remember that much, but anyway. Yeah. So for my Western side of the bracket, again, avalanche versus predators, I'm going to go avalanche. Like Matt said, um, the avalanche have been, you know, by far the, the, the best team all season they have the best record in in the league. They're almost kind of like the sons of the NBA. They they just have been so dominant all season. Um, they're I feel like the most, I, I guess, kind of like the safest bet for for choosing a team to go far in in this year's playoffs. But yeah, I'm gonna go Avalanche there, and then 
I'm going to go same thing as Matt here with the blues over the wild. I do think that, yeah, I mean, that that blues win yet last night was very promising. You know, there was it, it was actually kind of a little bit surprising because last night I think there was there was what four games played and only one of them it was a margin of less than like four goals or something. It was crazy. Something like crazy like that. Like every game was had a margin or margin of victory of like four goals or more um, except for the Kings and the Oilers. So yeah, that was the closest game last night. So, so far a very blowout ish um, looking pl- uh, NHL playoffs, but yeah, I'm going to go blues over the wild there. And then the flame flames versus the stars. I'm same thing here. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go flames over the stars. I have watched the stars a, a few times across this season. I haven't watched much of the regular season of the NHL, but I will say that the the stars have looked, they've looked like one of those teams that you just don't really want to play against in, in the playoffs. Um, I think that the, the flames kind of got a little bit unlucky that the stars fell right at their spot uh, at that wild card one spot. So yeah, I I wouldn't be really surprised much to see the 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 Stars win like Matt said. I mean, they made it to the the finals recently um and played the Lightning, but and so they do have experience, but I do think that the Flames I, I don't know. I I'd like to see the Flames go through because they deserve to. So, yeah, I'm going to go Flames on this one and then Oilers versus Kings. Same thing as Matt had. I mean, we have the same exact West here. So, I'm going to go Oilers or Oilers over the Kings. I, I just, yeah, I just love watching Connor McDavid play. He's amazing. He's so good. Um, the, the Kings, I don't know, like they, they're that one team in the NHL that I think they just like, they, they look so clean on the ice. I don't know. They, as a team, they just like, I guess it's their uniforms that, that are cool, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really good series. It's definitely shaping up to, to be the best series. I think um, out of all these Western series, because Every other every other game was a blowout basically so far. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the rest of that series. But I do think that the Oilers will be able to come back um, from getting that one game stolen at home. So I'm gonna go Oilers here. So let's move on to the East. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna actually finish up the West real quick here. So um, because basically the two games in the East are going on right now, and so it's like the. The, the, the Penguins and the Rangers are like tied at three with like a minute left. They're going to go into overtime. It's going to be crazy. So we're going to wait till those games finish. That way we can kind of have a, you know, an idea of who's going to be basically one game will be finished in all of the Eastern uh, Eastern conference uh, playoff games. And then we can kind of pick from there. So let's finish up the West here. I'm going to pick the avalanche to beat the blues. Um, I, I want to pick an upset here. Cause again, the avalanche have been the best team in the league for like three straight years and they haven't even made it to like the conference finals yet. So it's like, come on, like, what are we doing? So, but I don't know. I think this is probably going to be their year. Uh, maybe not to win the Stanley cup, but to at least I think get to the finals or at least get to the Western conference finals, which is where I have them winning that game right now. And then give me the Oilers to beat the flames. I, I like, I, I just want to see this team do well because they've been so bad. Like literally, I mean, again, I'm not the most avid hockey follower in the entire world, but in my entire lifetime, I don't think the Edmonton Oilers have won a playoff series, which is like kind of sad. So I just want to see them do well. And especially I want to see Connor McDavid do well. Like, I mean, he's been in the league now for like, what, like seven or eight years. And like, he's obviously one of the best players in the league and he's, you know, he's getting paid and everything. So it's like, nothing's unfair about this. It's just one of those things where it's just like, the arguably the best player in the entire league is just stuck on a bad team and, and hasn't been able to do anything about it. So I kind of just am picking the Oilers out of sympathy here, but I also think that if they can get rolling and they beat the Kings, 
I think they can easily beat the Flames, who, like I said before, have just never – they just – they, they have experience in terms of getting to the playoffs, but they don't have experience in terms of getting through playoff series and, you know, and really making a run deep into the playoffs. I don't see the Flames making the conference finals at all. Um, and so that leaves me with the Avalanche and the Oilers in the Western Conference Finals. That's a heck of a Western Conference Finals because I feel like at least in the West, like, it's been kind of the same, actually all these teams, realistically, like, you know, we've been so used to the, to, you know, to the Golden Knights and, you know, last year we had the, uh, you know, last year we had the, the, the Canadians, they made a run. Right. And so I think that just having, uh, we're actually thinking the Can- Canadians are in the East. Never mind, I actually suck. Um, but anyway, I think that just having some of these Western teams kind of, you know, that, that are coming out of nowhere, like do well, I, I think that's, I think that's really good for the sport. And I, so I would love to see, a, you know, a, a Western Conference Finals that features the Avalanche and the Oilers. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Avalanche, though. I think they're going to the Western, to the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, Stanley Cup Finals. Um, and, uh, and, and going to take care of the Oilers there. Again, there's not much to go off of besides the fact that like, they just win the president's cup every year and they have the most points and the best record. But I think that, you know, if any year's their year, it's probably going to be this one um, to at least get to the, to, to the Stanley cup. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have faith in the, in the, in the president's cup team here, the, you know, the team with the best record going into the playoffs. And I'm going to have the, the avalanche beating out the Oilers to go to the Western conference finals or go to the Stanley cup finals. Excuse me. Sorry. I keep getting mixed up with all those names. All righty. Well, for the rest of my Western conference picks, yeah, I've got I've also got the Avalanche versus the Blues here. And I'm gonna go Avalanche over the Blues. Again, the Blues have very good experience because they just won the Stanley Cup recently in 2018. So I would not be surprised to see the Blues win. They are the hottest team in the NHL right now. And I feel like if they do win this series against the Wild, which we both picked them to do so, they will definitely have the momentum advantage going into this series with the Avalanche, but I don't know if it'll be enough because the have, I mean, yeah, the avalanche are just so dominant um, on both sides of the puck. They are pretty much the best in like basically every category um, except, I mean, if you, if you factor in actually the Eastern side of this bracket has um, teams that are very good on power plays and shorthanded and stuff like that. I'll go over that when we get to the East side, after we finish these, these games that are coming up, um, you know, the, the, the penguins and Rangers and, uh, the Panthers and Capitals, but yeah, so I'll, I'll get to those stats later, but I'm going to go Avalanche over the, over the Blues here because the Avalanche are just so dominant. And then the Flames versus the Oilers. I'm actually going to do the same thing that I, Matt and I pick very similar on a lot of these. Um, and so I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm going Oilers just because of the fact that, yeah, I want to see, I want to see them move through the Flames moving on to the Western Conference Finals doesn't really make much sense. I can't really see it happening. I'm going to go Oilers again. I don't have much to back it up other than the fact that Connor McDavid is one of the best players in the NHL. Um, I think he's, you know, he's just so dominant that he's going to, he's going to give him the the flames a hard time. I don't really know many of the, of the flames players. um, So I can't really, yeah, I can't really give much commentary on them, but I'm just going to go Oilers because yeah, I want to, I want to see them win. it would be nice to, to, to see that. And then Western Conference Finals, uh, Avalanche and Oilers, and same thing as Matt. Um, it's kind of I have the Suns in the in the NBA playoffs going to the finals, um, just because they've been dominant all season, and I think that wasting a regular season like the Suns have had and a wasting a regular season like the Avalanche have had 
by losing and not going to the finals um, would be very disappointing. And I think that the Avalanche know that. So I'm going to go Avalanche here to go to the uh, to the Stanley Cup finals from the West. And so let's move on to the East. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the East. We just gave our full West brackets. Each of us went through. Um, so let's start out with the Panthers and the Capitals. Now, obviously, game one, extremely surprising. We were both sitting here. It was 2-1 Panthers after the second period was over. It was 2-1 Panthers with like 10 minutes left in the game. The Capitals end up winning this game 4-2. to They scored three goals in the last like 10 minutes of the game. And basically pulled off the biggest upset that we've seen yet so far in the NHL playoffs. And so really the question comes down to here, who are we going to have moving on this series? Because I think what this is going to come down to too, is the fact that like the Capitals won the Stanley cup playoffs there. They won the Stanley cup championship. Um, you know, just what was it like three years ago now? I think 2019 is the last is, is when they won it. And so they pretty much have a lot of the same players on that team. Obviously Alex Govection, you know, basically second best player of all time behind Wayne Gretzky. So can they do it? I think they can. They have the playoff experience. The Panthers really don't. They kind of came out of nowhere. They were okay last year. And now this year, obviously best team in the East, best record in the East. So I don't know. Could the Cowboys pull an, uh, pull an upset? I think it's probably going to be the trendy upset pick, especially now that they won game one on the road. They got a lot of momentum going for them. I'm still going to go with the Panthers though. I think they have the overall more solid team. It, it, something just fell apart. Obviously, I wasn't watching the game, but something just fell apart at the end of the at the end of the, the third period there with them. And, and I think that they're going to be able to regroup from this and they'll move on uh, to, to the second round. Maple Leafs and Lightning. Now, this is a game where or this series where I wish we had recorded yesterday after the first game was played because I was very high on the Maple Leafs. I thought they were going to win this series and they just stole one game. Actually, they are the so they're the two seed. Never mind. So they played at home last game. So they didn't they didn't, they didn't steal a game, but they won the game. What was it? Five nothing or four nothing? Something like that. Five. Um, yeah. And so a huge, huge win for the Maple Leafs over the double two-time defending uh stanley cup champion Tampa Bay lightning they've won the championship two times or they won the stanley cup two times in a row now uh and so this is a really tough test for the maple leafs who as you remember from last year basically had one of the biggest choke jobs of all time in the nhl playoffs they're up 3-1 in in the uh in the eastern conference finals against the canadians and they lose the series. They lost three games in a row. Canadians go to the uh, go to the Stanley Cup final and then lose to the eventual champion Tampa Bay Lightning. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Maple Leafs. They're obviously hot, so I think they're going to move on there. Uh, Hurricanes and uh, Bruins. So the uh, this was going to be more of a I think a highly contested matchup as well, where the Bruins I think were coming like in terms of the betting odds, like it's kind of crazy because you know you had basically the one seed, you know hurricanes going up in or i guess two seed going up in seven seed bruins but the betting odds for actually for who's going to win the series basically even because the bruins have been essentially you know one of the hottest teams in in you know in, in the nhl to kind of close out the regular season so and they also have playoff experience with the carolina panthers they actually played this yeah this actually is a basically a rematch from last year i think the care i think the panther or sorry the um the hurricane carolina panthers like we're talking <laughs> you know, we got the florida panthers we got the NFL team, Carolina Panthers. What are we? What are we? What is going on here? Um, the Canes beat the Bruins in last year. I think maybe last, maybe two years ago playoffs. Um, so I think the Canes are going to roll again. They obviously won the first game like yesterday, five to one or something. So um, I think they're going to be set it up well to move on to the second round there. And then the Rangers and the Penguins. Uh, this game is actually, as we speak, still going on. Uh, you know, we even waited just to just to record this part of the podcast so that we could see the end of these games. 
it is at the end of the first overtime period. And again, as you remember in playoff hockey, they don't do shootouts. They just play 20 minute periods of overtime until, you know, someone, someone wins. And so it's a golden goal situation. Whoever, whoever wins sudden death, basically whoever scores the next goal, they win the game. But the thing is you keep playing the 20 minute periods until the end of the game, until someone scores that goal. And so we went through three periods. Uh, it was actually tied three, three at the end of two. And then it's basically been the entire third period, 20 minute third period, and then the entire 20 minute overtime period and nobody scored. So we had six goals in two periods and now we've had zero goals in two periods. Um, so I think again, it's a close matchup. It's the, you know, it, it's the two, three uh, here in the East. And so, I don't know. I think the Rangers, obviously they kind of stepped up, right? They didn't even make the playoffs last year. It's actually the first time since 2017, they've been in the playoffs and they're one of the hottest teams in the, in the NHL right now, but give me the Penguins to move on. I mean, come on. The Penguins went back to back, I think 2016, 2017, somewhere around there, uh, you know, Stanley cup champions They're they're They still have the pieces, right? They still have Evgeny Malkin. You still have Sidney Crosby. So like they had the playoff experience and, and the know-how and everything to pull out a series against the Rangers who yes, are a great team. And you know, if they win, it'll be, it'll be good for those fans. But I think that just give me, give me a team that's been here before who knows how to win uh, in the playoffs and, and I'll, and I'll take the Penguins to move on uh, in this series. So Hayden, go ahead with your first round from the East. All righty. Well, between the Panthers and the Capitals, I I really want to go Panthers here because that is the safe pick. I feel bad for not really picking a huge upset in the first round. I mean, I guess the Oilers going to the Western Conference Finals would be kind of an upset, I guess. But, I mean, they're, they're the two seed and the Flames are the one seed. So, I don't know. That's not much of an upset. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to satisfy my upset requirement here. And I'm going to go to the Capitals. I may be a little bit biased because the Capitals just made that comeback win, but also um, the kids that I go to school with at UVA, all of them are Capitals fans. And so all of them are hyping the Capitals up to me. And I believe the hype now because yeah, that's ba- That's basically all I can hear when I talk about NHL with my friends is how good the capital, how underrated the Capitals are. So why not go with them in this, in this series to beat the Panthers? I think the Panthers are the, weakest one seed I, I guess you can kind of call them like one one seed here um I mean I guess maybe maybe the the flames might be but I don't know I, I think the capitals have a much better chance than than the stars do um capitals have pretty good playoff experience they just can never really get over that hump um they're yeah they're they're a little bit like the what's it called the um I think it was the stars that we no wait I don't know but yeah they're 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 kind of one of those teams that makes it to the playoffs basically every single year, but they've only won one championship or one Stanley cup finals. Um, but I, I want to see him move on here. So I'm going to go with the capital. So that's that um, Matt kind of summed it up for the Maple Leafs and the lightning. I think a lot of people are going to go lightning here as sort of an upset pick because they're the three and the Maple Leafs are the two. Um, I, I think that the Maple Leafs, this is their year. They Austin Matthews is a beast. Um, he had a goal last night that was just like it was it got passed to him and he it was one of those like one timer slap shots and you couldn't see the puck go in the net. It was that fast. I mean, he's he's an insane shooter. Um, he's I mean, he's kind of like the Connor McDavid of the of the of the East, but I don't want to compare the two because that's that's jumping into the, to a, 
a pool that I don't want to jump into. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to go Maple Leafs on this one just because they're, yeah, they're really hot. Um, the Maple Leafs, I was speaking of the, the power plays and like the stats that I was going to give for the East, the Maple Leafs are the, uh, the best shorthanded team in the country. So basically they score the most shorthanded goals, um, in all of the, all of the NHL. And then I think in terms of power play, they're like the most efficient power play team, something like that. Um, the hurricanes, I'm going to move down to this game, this matchup. So yeah, I'm going Leafs for that matchup. Speaking of power play slash shorthanded statistics, the hurricanes, um, against the Bruins hurricanes, I think are the, um, the, the most efficient shorthanded team. So they don't score the most goals shorthandedly, but they make it out of power plays. I think like 85% of the time without being scored on, which is the highest efficiency rate in the NHL um, for, in terms of being shorthanded. So there's a couple of statistics for you. Shorthanded uh, being, being good shorthanded is actually like very, very important in the NHL. Um, it's perhaps like one of the most important stats to have, or one of the most important qualities to have, because there's a lot of penalties in hockey, as you can imagine. So, yeah, that's um, that's definitely something to look out for when making your picks. So that's why I'm going to go Hurricanes um, over the Bruins. I think the Bruins, the Bruins are another team. Like we always see the Bruins and the Capitals in the Eastern Conference. I mean, in the Eastern uh, side of the bracket here, and the Bruins are usually you know, towards the top, they're a wild card team this year, which is a little bit interesting to see, but I think we're, we're seeing some, uh, some new cats coming to the picture here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, against the old school Bruins here. And I'm going to go hurricanes over the Bruins and then the Rangers versus Penguins. Give me the Penguins. They're maddenized uh, favorite, you know, kind of like favorite, I guess like a childhood team. And yeah, they still, they still have that trio. They've got um, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. And I think that Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang are both going to be free agents next year. I think their contracts are up. I read that somewhere. And so, I mean, they've, they've got to play their hearts out for Pittsburgh one more time. So why not go, uh, why not go Pittsburgh in this, in this uh, matchup over the Rangers and onto the, I guess, semifinals of the Eastern Conference. So, um, Matt, go ahead and give the rest of your Eastern side of the bracket, and then I will do the same. Yeah, so I had the Panthers beating the Capitals. Again, like I said, I like Hayden's pick there. I think the Capitals are are very alive to win that series. Um, and I had the Maple Leafs beating the Lightning. I think the Maple Leafs beat either the Capitals or the Panthers, whoever comes out of there. Um, I think this team's on fire. It's not it's not recency bias. That's what I feel like you could say, especially after their their big win in game one against the Lightning. But, um, yeah, I, I think that I, I see a lot for this team. And so I think they could – Obviously, they have good playoff experience enough to beat a team like the Panthers, who's maybe more talented and and had the better team overall. But given the playoff experience, they can utilize that to to kind of create an advantage for themselves, beat the beat you know a team like the Panthers. And I think they're just more experienced, uh, playoff experience wise, and also talent wise, better than the Capitals. So give me the Maple Leafs to to move on to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Next, I have the Penguins and the Canes. Penguins. I mean, Hayden mentioned it, you know, it's like, it's kind of our, our, you know, our adopted team. Uh, you know, we've, we've obviously watched them endure uh, a lot or celebrate a lot of success over the past, basically, you know, 10, 15 years, ever since Sidney Crosby's basically been in the league. Um, and so, 
you know, when you run into a team like the Canes, yes, they're good. And Hayden mentioned, you know, shorthanded efficiency, obviously very key, especially in the playoffs to kind of have that type of, you know, that those type of performances to be able to, you know, it just shows, I think just shows consistency. Right. And that's what you're looking like or looking for in a playoff team. But I don't know, man. I, I, I like the way the Penguins are playing. They're just, I, they, they outgained their, or they exceeded their expectations coming into the regular season. Um, they, you know, they, they grabbed the three seed here they are. So um, give me an interesting two, three matchup here uh, in the Western conference or the Eastern conference finals um, in which I have the Maple Leafs and the Penguins. And then to move on to the Stanley cup, uh, Stanley cup final. Um, I have the Maple Leafs. I, I love it, man. I, I, I really think Toronto is they were destined to do it last year and basically just suffered one of the greatest. I don't know whether it was a choke. You could have, you could explain it as a choke. You could also explain it as the Canadians were just on fire because I think they, I think in the three games in a row that the Canadians won, I think the, I think the Maple Leafs scored like one goal total. Like it was insane. Uh, and then also like there were no fans. And so it was kind of weird where you could have an advantage there for the Canadians and, you know, playing in, in Toronto, whatever. I think this is Toronto's year. Um, I have them, you know, beating the beating the Penguins, moving on to the Stanley Cup final, uh, and then I'm gonna have Hayden do the West of his East, and then we'll each kind of give our champion who we have in the Stanley Cup final, and then who we have winning it all. That's right. Well, I've got the Capitals and the Maple Leafs in the that top right part of the bracket here. I'm gonna go Maple Leafs over the Capitals again. Like Matt said, I think that the Maple Leafs will beat either the Capitals or the Panthers. Whoever comes out of that series, I think that the Maple Leafs will roll over either of those teams. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really confident in the Maple Leafs like Matt is as well. I hadn't much, watched much of them in the regular season, but watching that game last night and just kind of going off of what Matt said, because, yeah, the Maple Leafs, like, they've kind of been that team known to choke in the playoffs. I was talking about this with my roommate, Will, yesterday, and he was just saying, he was like, dude, be careful of picking the Maple Leafs because – and he knows more about hockey than I do, but he, he, he told me, he was like the Maple Leafs. They, I mean, they've, they've been known to choke and they've done it plenty of times uh, recently. And so, you know, just be careful of picking the Maple Leafs. But I think that this year they're going to be able to get it done. They're t- I mean, they've got to be tired of, of losing in the, in the playoffs in dramatic fashion. So yeah, I'm going to go Maple Leafs um, over the Capitals to move on to the Eastern conference finals. And then I have the hurricanes and the penguins, facing off in the semifinals and in the bottom right part of the bracket, I'm going to go hurricanes over the penguins. I don't, I'm not as confident in the penguins as Matt is again. They are, our, you know, they're our, our childhood team, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick them to go that far. I think the hurricanes are very, very good. Um, they were, I, I don't know in terms of record right now, but uh, I don't have the records up in front of me and I don't remember clearly, but uh, I think that just in terms of like, how the Hurricanes have played and how they've showed up this season, that they're probably um, second, my second best team in the NHL behind the Avalanche um, overall. And so, yeah, I'm going to go Hurricanes over the Penguins. Now, moving on to this Eastern Conference Finals. Again, this is, this is going to be a great matchup, I think. Um, Hurricanes and Maple Leafs. I think I'm going to have to go Maple Leafs on this one, just again, because I I, I want them to make it to the finals. Um and you guys will see what I, who I have as my champion. It may or may not be um, the Leafs, but yeah, we'll we'll see after Matt, Matt gives his pick. But I'm gonna go Maple Leafs again, just because I'm you know I want them to win, um, and I, I gotta have confidence in my team. Maybe they're gonna become another 
Brooklyn Nets for me, where they just lose the first series and don't even move on. <laughs> but hopefully that won't happen. Um, if that does happen, then both Matt and I are out of a out of a Stanley Cup Finals participant. So there you go. That's my Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals champion. All right, and then moving on to each of our finals. So I have the Avalanche and the Maple Leafs uh, in my in my Stanley Cup final. And the way that Hayden was talking was pretty much the same way I was talking before. And I really want to pick the Maple Leafs. I was going to pick them the entire time. It seems like Hayden's going to pick them now. So I, I don't know. Either of these teams, I could see winning it all very easily. I think it'd be a, it's going to be a great series if it does happen. I'm going to pick the Maple Leafs. I think it's their time. I think it's, I think it's just you know, Austin Matthews for all that he's grown over the years and obviously, you know, Mitch Marner and, and then, you know, I, I just think that they have such a solid team and, and obviously I feel like at the, I feel like with the avalanche, like they're so good to where if they get to the Stanley cup final, I don't think they're going to lose because they'll at least have enough to be just carrying them through. But I don't know. I, I like I like the theory of the of the Maple Leafs going on a kind of a magical run here. So I'm going to pick them as my as my Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. So it did sound like I was going to pick the Maple Leafs here, um, but I do think I'm going to go Avalanche actually as my champion. And so I'm kind of glad that Matt picked the Maple Leafs there because, yeah, it, as, as much as I want to pick the Maple Leafs here, I think it's kind of a um, kind of like a. I'm, I'm putting a backbone on the, on the avalanche as a team to fall back on. If the Maple Leafs don't in fact make it as far as we think they will. And if they do choke again, then I'll have, I'll, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, I've got the avalanche winning the, winning the whole thing. So it really doesn't matter in theory, but um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go avalanche as kind of like a safe pick here. The avalanche, everybody says, Oh, everybody's, you know, they have too much pressure on them and they're going to crack under pressure. I, I don't buy that, dude. I mean, come on. Like, the, you're telling me that all season they haven't had pressure on that? I mean, so far in the regular – obviously the regular season that doesn't have as as high of stakes as the playoffs do. But, I mean, dude, like if, if you're the best team in the NHL, teams are going to be coming after you in the regular season regardless, you know, regardless of if it's the regular season or the playoffs. Playoffs are a totally different game. I, I agree with that. Playoff hockey is – sensational and very, you know, momentum driven. But I think that if the, you know, if the Avalanche gets to the finals, they're going to recognize, okay, it's not time to back down now. So, you know, they're, I I think they're going to probably take it over the Maple Leafs. And again, if the Maple Leafs lose sometime early on, then I have something to fall back on with the Avalanche winning it all. So with that being said, let's move on to your wrong man, Matt, take it away. Okay, this is probably the most controversial hot takey you're wrong man we've we've ever had here. I'm going to say that the Jaguars are wrong for not drafting Derek Stingley at number 1 overall. Hear me out on this. After kind of taking in all the draft stuff that happened, everything that went on, all the talking, all the media and all that, I kind of just thought about this and I was like, "You know what?" This is a lot more simple than everybody's making it out to be. This man, Derek Stingley, went into LSU as a freshman, an 18-year-old freshman in 2019. Now, what do we know about the LSU 2019 team? Oh, yeah, that's the team that went 14-0, and won the, won the College Football National Championship, and had the best Basically, I would say probably the best team ever in college football history. The best offense ever. Joe Burrow break, broke every single passing record that there was. Obviously, we saw, you know, we see what he's doing now. He made it to the Super Bowl, right? Jamar Chase was on that team. Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson was on that team. 
Derek White was on that team. He won a Super Bowl with the Bucs already, all right? So, like, this team was absolutely stacked. And you know who was the lockdown corner absolutely gashing every single opposing offense, including their own offense? It was Derek Stingley Jr. As an 18-year-old freshman, I get it. The last two years of his career, it's been a little wonky. He hasn't played that much. Obviously, the year after he won the championship, he was hurt. That, well, it was also the COVID year. So it was kind of, you know, not a lot of people played. Obviously, if you're the best, he was the best defensive player in the entire country. I can't, like, explain this to you guys enough. As an 18-year-old freshman, you don't just, like, he had basically gotten his corsage at prom, all right? And then a couple months later, walked into LSU, who was the eventual national championship that year, and basically was the best defensive player in the entire country. You can't. He was locking down Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in practice. Those are two of the best young wide receivers in the entire NFL. I get it. The games that he did play afterwards didn't really look that great either. But, like, to be honest, if you have that great of a year as your freshman season, you don't need to play that great afterwards. To be honest, he probably got a little bit bored because I like I was listening to actual, like, so like Dominique Foxworth, right? He's like, he works for ESPN now, but he was a, he was a cornerback in the NFL. So like, he is the exact position that Derek Stinley was just drafted for. And he basically made this entire take, obviously I'm kind of taking it a level further, but he basically said like, it is an actual thing that if you are too good at being quarterback, you get bored because nobody throws to you because they know how good you are. And so that was the kind of what he ran into this past season where, you know, it was some injury. Sometimes he didn't play as well. He did, you know, in his, in his freshman year at LSU. But just the fact that like, he was so good at such a young age on the best team playing the best teams. Cause they were again, the LSU's in the sec, right? Like he played Alabama and beat Alabama. He was locking up Jalen Waddle and, and Devonte Smith, right? Like, I mean, these guys who are now NFL stars basically. So Derek Stingley is the best overall player in this draft. I, I it's, like, it obviously depends on your needs as a team. Okay, sure. But I just, I don't know. I think this is obviously probably, you know, Many of you won't agree with it, whatever. Um, that's my take on it. I think that that's, I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I just really believe in this kid. I think he's going to be special. And I think that if he was even, you know, 80% as good in the NFL as he was in college, he, he's going to be, he's going to basically be a Hall of Famer. I know that's a crazy take to, to, to go off right away, but let's just see. Let's play the tape. Let's roll the tape. Let's see how he does in his first year in Houston. Uh, and then we can kind of check in next year, but yeah, that's my, that's my first year wrong, man. I know it's kind of almost like a whole different NFL subject, but I wanted to get it out there because I'm not sure when exactly we're going to be talking about the NFL anytime soon since the draft just finished. Um, but yeah, Hayden, what do you think? I dude, honestly, I mean, you're, you're basically explaining why the Texans took him at three, but like you're, you know, everybody thought that Sauce Gardner was going to go at three or at, he was going to at least be the first cornerback taken. I, I thought that Sauce Gardner should have been the first cornerback taken. Listening to you now, I, you know, and maybe rethinking that a little bit, but I think that, I, I don't know. This is probably going to be like the best cornerback class. I mean, there's not, you can't really classify like, oh, the best cornerback class because you don't really hear about that much, but like, if, like you said, Matt, I mean, with how good Derek Stingley was and how good we've seen Sauce Gardner be the past few years, like this could turn out to be the best cornerback class of all time because we have yeah. two absolute stars who will probably continue to be absolute stars in the league. So, yeah, I'm hey, I'm I don't know if I like buy it, buy it, but I think that 
as a as a hot take, that's definitely something that you can you can uh, you can ride on. So, yeah, props props to Matt for making that argument there. Now, my first you're wrong, man of the week here is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. So if you guys don't know, DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for the first six games of this upcoming season as a result of breaking the NFL's PEDs policy. So basically what happened is it's not like he was just p- taking PEDs and the NFL tested him for it. And then they were like, Oh, well, I mean, that might've been it, but basically what ha- what usually happens with athletes is like, they claim that's that the doctor gave them some kind of like painkiller or something, or the doctor gave them, or they were given like quote unquote given, they don't even really specify doctor. Cause then that could put the doctor's job at risk, but they basically say like, I was may have been given something that ha- somehow had PEDs in it or somehow had something that broke the PED policy or something like that. It, it's all, I don't know. I think it's all just kind of like, a cover up for what they actually did, but I could be wrong as well. Um, it's kind of a pessimistic view, I think, but yeah. So basically the Andre Hopkins got caught for, for taking PEDs and he's suspended for the first six games of the season. He did take his appeal away. I think he appealed it. Um, but then I think he took it away basically like a few hours after it got released, the news got released um, showing that he's basically just going to give in to the suspension and He's going to like try to work it out on his own, but I mean, what is that going to do? You're still suspended for six games. So basically my year wrong man is going to be that Deandre Hopkins is wrong for taking PEDs and still getting worse at football in the process because Matt kind of pointed this out to me yesterday that since Deandre Hopkins has moved to the Cardinals, he's, I think he's kind of gotten worse. I mean, he, I think his first year at, at um, Arizona was probably his best but I mean, ever since then, he hasn't really been doing much. I mean, he, he's had a really a, a lot of, you know, really tough catches like that one in the end zone against the Hail Mary in the end zone against Buffalo, where he caught it over like three of their defenders. That's really cool and all, but he hasn't really been producing as much as he did in in, in Houston. Maybe he was just more, highlighted more there. Um, but I mean, he's been getting himself into some injury trouble recently and yeah, he just hasn't really been playing full seasons and he hasn't really been producing as much. So I'm saying that DeAndre Hopkins is wrong for getting caught for taking PEDs and still basically getting worse at football over the past couple of years. Like if, if, if we're if we're talking PEDs, he might have been taking them. You know, I don't know how often that the NFL does tests for this, but I would hazard get hazard to guess that it's um, pretty often. But again, he could be he could have been taking these in like a low dosage or whatever. Um, so the NFL couldn't find them for the past, um, who, whoever knows how many years, um, but he's just been getting worse. So it doesn't really make much sense. So he's wrong for that. All right. So my second year wrong man is Chris Paul, who was wrong for not missing a single shot uh, in the elimination game six against the Pelicans. This was a couple days ago, but I mean, come on. Dude. He was 14 for 14 from the field. I think he was three for three or four for four from three. Um, he played well when it mattered most because we saw in that game, the Pelicans were actually up by 10 at halftime. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, are there, is there really about to be a game seven in the first round when the Suns, who were the best team in the NBA, the best record by far, Pelicans, who, as I've mentioned however many times, didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs because they were the nine seed, so they shouldn't have, whatever. 
Um, you know, it, it almost went to a game seven, right? But it didn't simply because of Chris Paul. That second half was insane. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so Chris Paul is just wrong for, for, for how dirty he did the Pelicans. Um, but obviously he is a great player overall. He's the reason that the Suns are in this position to begin with. Um, and, and obviously they had a good solid win at home against the Mavericks last night, which they were up by like 20 points for most of the game. They only ended up winning by seven. Uh, the spread was six. So interesting how Vegas always knows uh, what the, what the, uh, what the totals are going to end up being there. But uh, yeah, get the great game by Chris Paul. I think if the Suns end up do, you know, if they do end up winning it all, like good for them they're going to deserve it but I think Chris Paul is going to deserve obviously you know most of the praise for everything that he's done for that team over the past two years um and, and right and I think that this you know this this play that playoff game game six against the Pelicans and just the performance that he had really showed all that he does for them and uh he was wrong in doing it in the process because he ended the Pelican season right then and there already and moving on to my second year wrong man of the week I'm gonna go with Whoever is in charge of the draft or whoever decides who can announce the picks at the draft other than Roger Goodell. I know we all kind of hate Roger Goodell, but I'm going to say this right here and now. I'd rather have Roger Goodell than all these other random people that go up on stage and like there was some dude in like Argentina that announced the pick for the Giants or something like that. I mean, that's kind of cool. He was in front of the. I think it was like the Jesus statue or whatever in Brazil or no, yeah, not Argentina, Brazil. Um, that was pretty cool. Like every once in a while, that's pretty cool. But like these people that go up on stage and are wearing a Jamar chase Jersey, like, no, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't, it's like, it's like a family member that won a, I don't know that won like a raffle. It's like, dude, no, I don't want to see you up there announcing a pick and like, and then you screaming in the microphone and almost break the microphone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really bad. So whoever picks those people and whoever picks who can announce picks at the draft needs to stop because they need to be fired because the it's getting very bad. Um, if you guys watch the draft, I think it was like the, it was, it was either the third, uh, the second or third round and the Vikings had a pick. And <laughs> I think it was one of their former players actually. And he, I don't know. He looked, he looked a little bit, a uh, little bit out of whack up there, but basically like what happened was he went up there and he, he started talking about some random stuff and he was like, Oh, it's so great to be here. And he was just thanking everybody for having him up there. And he, he just started talking about like random stuff and yeah, nobody he gave, like an entire like overview of his entire career. And it's like, yeah. he didn't even play that. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He was like, I remember when I first got drafted here and it was like, dude, okay, shut up. And so literally he kept on going and kept on going. And there was a, like one of the producers or one of the people backstage for the draft had to literally come on to the stage and like tap him on the shoulder and then point to the card and say, you need to read the card. And he was like, Oh, and he's, he looked at her. Like she was like violating what he was doing. And I'm like, dude, you're, you are a part of a 262 pick production. Like you're not, you're not the only one picking dude. It's so bad. And so, yeah. And so he ended up reading it and it was, yeah, it was just really bad. And I mean, that was one example, but again, like the, the random families that they picked to go up there um, and like those two kids that were that like dressed up as that really tall dude. And then they like fell down and then the, the kid went up and announced the Giants pick and then it just walked off stage. Like it was. Yeah, the, those little acts are really bad. Save it for America's Got Talent. Don't don't have it on the draft. So that's my second year wrong man of the week. Um, and with that being said, I think we're kind of over time here. If this episode sounded a little bit 
like a little bit weird, a little bit kind of like choppy and a little bit here and there. And it it actually would probably be um, longer than usual because we had to stop. Um, Matt had like a small emergency to, to attend. It wasn't an emergency, but it was like a small thing to attend to that he had to go to um, pretty much right smack in the middle of our NHL picks. And so that's why it sounds a little bit weird, like with the timing and what we say and stuff. So um, I'm going to try to make it sound kind of coherent, but I can only do so much um, because yeah, I'm not going to spend like five hours editing. So um, yeah, that'll be that. I hope you guys enjoyed though. Um, You guys now have our NHL picks for the rest of the playoffs. We might do like a little, um, a little repick like we did with the NBA playoffs where after, after the first round, we might pick the rest of the playoffs again, depending on who is moving on to the, the second round of the NHL playoffs. But yeah, that won't be for another good week or two because yeah, we still have a lot more of the, of, of the first round to go. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you could, again, I'm going to shout out the Twitter again, just at first down RD pod. Um, or if you just look up first down rundown podcast on Twitter, it'll pop up. Please follow us on Twitter. Um, we don't have, we're not going to make an Instagram yet. I, I mean, I don't, we might in the future, we probably at some point we will. Um, but Twitter is really where we're going to try to build our following on. So yeah, Twitter. And then we have an email first down dot rundown at gmail.com. If you guys want to email us about anything, suggestions, um, what you want to hear, do that because we're open to suggestions, um, especially coming into the summer months where there isn't much to talk about um, other than obviously, you know, NHL and NBA playoffs. But after that, there's not really much except for golf. So, which we'll have fun doing, but again, we'll, we'll need some things to spice up the podcast then. So definitely if you have suggestions, go ahead and send them through to us. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, this coming Saturday um, for another episode. Again, probably just talking about NBA and, and NHL playoffs and probably another fun segment too to spice it up. So yeah, super excited for that. We'll catch you guys then and have a great rest of the week.